Did you know Echoplex has a 24-hour stream? That's right. Check out our 24-7 music stream at echoplexmedia.com live or at eplex.xyz. Our huge self-submitted local music library plays the best tunes the Bay Area has to offer, ad and commercial free, well, except for ours, and even by request. Check out the player on echoplexmedia.com or at eplex.xyz. Bookmark it and enjoy it all day. Echoplex is very supportive of our local music scene, and we hope you enjoy the soundtrack they've so graciously sent in for us to play on our network. If you like who you hear, please go check them out. The names of the artists are displayed on the player at echoplexmedia.com and at eplex.xyz. Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Yeah. 
Welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Friday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. If you'd like to support this project, head on over to eplex.store and subscribe at any of the tiers there. It's just like Patreon, except it's not Patreon, and I'd prefer that you sign up there and over Patreon. If you are a Patreon user and don't want to sign up for a new thing, though, you can always give us money at Patreon, patreon.com slash Echoplex. I'm Producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. Uh, this is the councilman. You can find me on Twitter if it's still there at the underscore councilman. Although I'm looking into blue sky, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I, I'm still a page, uh, Patreon giver, so uh, if you'd like, I'm happy to transfer over my my Patreon gift to uh, the new the new setup there, uh, or the new old setup, or the more convenient setup for you. Um, we, I'd even we can I, work I, it I out. We can work it. we can work it out off air. <laughs> okay, I might even increase my my monthly contribution. It's been a while, so. Um, uh, but thank you for making that available. Um, and it's great to see you as always, Producer Dave. I can't wait to dive into our local derp and even derp from as far away as Texas. Um, but it's, it was a fun week, um, and we're going to have some fun stories to, to dip into. Yeah, I would ask what the fuck's going on with this leading off story, but I think it might be more fun not to ask what the fuck's going on with this leading off story and just let it run. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened to me. The good wife sort of just put it on blast last night um, in our house, and the audio just caught me off guard. I didn't know what to make of it. She just sort of looked at me like, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's just play it, and I think folks will figure out what's going on. What does your bill specifically do? It will not allow municipalities to require insurance on firearms. So, otherwise, other words, does your bill prohibit mayors, city councils, and county commissioners from legally governing themselves when it comes to guns. They do not have this right. They don't have the right to do what? To infringe upon our second amendment. You mean again cities, mayors? Correct. Do mayors, city councils, and county commissioners have a right to pass laws that protect the citizens of their community? As long as it doesn't infringe on our constitutional rights. The constitutional right to do what? To protect ourselves with our Second Amendment. From what? From a tyrannical government. A tyrannical government? Which government currently is being tyrannical? Say that again. I'm sorry. Which government is currently being tyrannical? Yeah, it would prevent any tyrannical. Government. Is there a municipality currently that this law is in place? Yes, actually, there is. Where? San Jose, California. Oh, I, I didn't know we were. California. I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> you didn't that. 
I'm Texas. sorry, I said that again. Is there a city in Texas? Okay. Okay. Um, no, there is not, and that's the and so this bill will prevent that from happening here in Texas. So then that means we're legislating nothing? We're preventing it from happening here in Texas. So it hasn't happened yet? That's correct. And so again, we're legislating nothing. Don't California my Texas. Woo! Are we legislating nothing? <laughs> so we're legislating nothing. <laughs> Don't California my Texas. I need a shirt that says that. Uh, anyway, yeah, I thought, thought this would be a great leading off bit, um, just to show you how how far uh, San Jose's reputation as a liberal bastion of unconstitutional law uh, has has spread. <laughs> it's kind of funny, ironic, actually, since we do a lot of talking here about how many Californians and Bay Area folk are moving, and San Joseans are moving to you know Austin and and Texas, right? The, the mass exodus that's not really happening. Um, so ironic that they're looking at us they're definitely paying attention to us and what we're doing um but that also thought the visual was great by the way right the the one the lone sort of voice of reason dude right sort of interrogating these folks. i don't really know what the setup is here i don't know if he's the speaker or whatever of the house in texas but you know he's interrogating them he's he's voidering them trying to you know trying to make sure that uh try, try, trying to you know probe their policy and it's him and then this other you know house rep and her like you know cadre of friends right like all a uh, committee of people sort of like whispering in her ear what to say <laughs> um so very interesting visual but anyway don't california my text <laughs> don't don't uh don't san jose my austin well i think no, i think that already happened but well according to the press here it has right like we're, we're moving in droves to austin apparently according to the local news um but yeah uh, so i Thought it was pretty ironic and funny, and uh, kudos to Sam Licardo for for pushing that policy last year. He 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 made national news, but now he's like you know he's the subject of bills introduced in the Texas legislature. I wonder if they're. I wonder if the the narrative is going to be that that him doing that is why he's no longer the mayor. I can't wait till that's the narrative because I could be like, but he turned out. They'd be like, that's not true. That's not a thing. They'd be like he turned out. He turned term, out. Yeah, term, term limits are uh, are a hoax. Oh, he was just uh, trying to grab the guns and the y'all got rid of him. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. He would have won again, probably if he, if he could have run, but well, no, I mean, I, again, I, um, even more irony, right? He proposed these policies, not because he thought they could actually get legally, you know, approved in San Jose and they are facing lawsuits, of course, um, uh, from like NRA and other folks and their supporters. Um, but really he did it because he wanted a national profile because he wants to run for Congress. Right. And he, he's, he's, he's gearing up to run against Zoe Lofgren potentially, um, next year. Uh, so, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, he, he deliberately did. Uh, the irony is he deliberately did it to create a national profile for himself beyond his mayor's, you know, um, his, his mayor's term. Because I mean, if it, sort of, if it makes things a bit of a pain in the ass for, um, for fucking mayor Ed 209 in the future, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that he, uh, I want to say he's supportive of the policies. I don't know if he's going to be willing to push them in court for many years and spend the money, but, um, to defend them. Um, cause they were Licardo's sort of pet projects. Um, but Licardo got his headlines and that's what he wanted. So, uh, and, but he had this little two year space where he's out of office entirely. So he needs something to do right. And something to talk about. So he's doing that. Ah, uh, anyway, well, well uh, <laughs> that, that was pretty fun. Watch, 
Watch out, Texas. We're coming for you. <laughs> so uh, we got, we're going to move on into winners and losers, uh, where uh, the, the the joke is that there are no winners. And if there are winners, it ain't who you're rooting for. This first story is weird. Um, we're going to, I guess, use a drone on mosquitoes. Let's, let's see yeah, what's going I, on I, here. I didn't quite know where this one fit on the docket, but I really wanted to cover it. Um, but yeah, let's just play it. it it's pretty self-explanatory. New at 10, Santa Clara County will soon use new technology in its fight against mosquitoes and the West Nile virus. Officials say they will use drones to do targeted spraying of the pests starting this week. KTVU's Ann Rubin takes a closer look at the new tool and explains why they need to take to the skies as soon as possible. Lots of rain this winter means lots of mosquitoes this spring. In Santa Clara County, the marsh is already all abuzz. Oh, yes, yes. I'm out on the trails and you look for the insects and all and they're all over. But this year, Vector Control has a new weapon in their arsenal, drones. They can fly in hard to reach areas, minimize the impact on fragile ecosystems and provide a more precise application of larvicide. Of course, technology is excited no matter what we are so excited to have that technology to control our mosquitoes and the rush is on to get those drones in the air cool weather has kept the mosquitoes at bay so far but soon they'll be mature and hungry that would be really really difficult to control because those mosquitoes we are going to control shortly they are going to emerge to adult stage which is the biting stage, and the number is significantly a lot. Leading edge aerial technologies will be operating the drones, and they'll start by targeting 73 acres in the Palo Alto marsh area. Vector Control says in order to prevent disease and protect public health, the mosquitoes have to go. We are hoping at least most of them. Of course, there are some are going to be fly out. We cannot control that one, but we believe by the timing, we get 90%. Officials say you too should be on the lookout for standing water in your yards. Drain it if you can. Call Vector Control for help if you can't. The drone is supposed to take its first flight this week. In Santa Clara County, Ann Rubin, KTVU Fox 2 News. They're going to probably use that drone on the homeless next. <laughs> to protect the the local ecology and not disturb, you know, the the environment and also clear out them homeless. Um yeah, I I'd love to see like a big drone like just come in with like a hook and pick up someone's tent and carry them away. Um yeah, so watch out. Uh larve larvae. Larvicide just sounds like it's such a dirty word, man. It just sounds like something really raw and nasty. Larvicide. Uh yeah, so this is targeted drone usage to combat the the vile west nile mosquito population um in in uh, santa Clara county so i guess we, we should be happy about this and the only losers really are the mosquitoes um so and it doesn't doesn't seem like anyone else is getting put into to danger at this point unless you really love mosquitoes we uh, we don't get shit for mosquitoes here by the way there's places where it's just awful yeah, for sure. If you're near like a creek in San Jose, for, I'm sure you you definitely feel the burn. Um, but yeah, we don't get a whole lot here either. Um, so, but you know, uh, hey, good on them for using science. So I guess that's a winner. I guess there's some winners here occasionally, winners and losers. But again, I didn't really know where to put this one. <laughs> Originally, it was on another thing, but another another thing came up. Well, that's good. I'm glad another thing came up because I would hate to have mosquitoes and drones be the end. Another thing, tacos. <clears throat> so, uh. 
we're going to, I guess, in the continuing, uh, we're going to continue our coverage of the uh, Antioch PD. It seems like there's a, a new problem. Or is this- yeah, it just keeps going on. Yeah, this is this is a new. I mean, it's an old problem, but it's a new problem that stemmed off of an old problem. Fair enough. <laughs> More trouble in Antioch. A police officer fired, and it's not related to the department's ongoing text messaging scandal. This stems from a traffic stop that happened last year. NBC's Pete Serratos has the details. Tonight, we've learned that in mid-April, Officer Matthew Nutt was fired from the Antioch Police Department. According to Police Chief Stephen Ford, who I spoke to by phone today, his firing was connected to a traffic stop in July of 2022. The chief reviewed the body cam footage and placed Officer Nutt on leave for his use of force during the traffic stop. After a months-long internal investigation, the department decided to release the officer from the department two weeks ago. Well, this is just very frustrating, uh, as you can imagine. Antioch Mayor Lamar Thorpe says he first learned about Officer Nutt's firing through news reports. The police chief tells me the mayor is not privy to personnel decisions at the police department. But Mayor Thorpe wants better communication between agencies, considering the fallout from a racist text messaging scandal involving dozens of its officers. We are in a crisis, and we have to make sure that leaders understand where we're at. And when you keep information from us, That's not right, because we have to make decisions as a result of information that we receive, whether people like it or not. And with a shortage in officers, the mayor says the city will soon be launching a crisis response team for nonviolent crimes to address issues around the city that have been handled in the past by officers. When you look at our calls for service, I mean, the great majority calls for service have have really nothing to do with violent crime. And so uh, the new uh, crisis response team will be able to take a lot of the load off the police department. And with the department down to 34 officers patrolling the entire city, it's a cause for concern for residents. Well, that crime is on the rise, and there's Rick uh, long response time for the police to uh, check anything out. I'm concerned, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm worried, you know, that, you know, there's not enough uh, One. police officers on this street. We reached out to the Antioch Police Officers Association for a comment on Nuts firing, but have yet to hear back. In Antioch, Pete Serrato. They're too busy selling fentanyl. <laughs> Yo, that. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh that police department is pretty fucked yeah i mean consider 34 cops um and there's this much controversy i mean you'd think that um, you, you might start thinking that most cops are bastards i mean i i, <laughs> I just don't know you um might, you might one might even think that all of them are possibly yeah i mean at least in antioch um and there was also another um by the way officer involved shooting recently in the antioch in a like walgreens or, a, or no sorry a, a parking lot somewhere and uh yeah it's it's just not not a good scene right now uh the mayor's obviously really frustrated i would be too um especially because you know it, it is true that i mean you're not privy to even as the mayor you're not privy to hr decisions and you're in different departments right you oversee pretty much the city manager and the the, the higher ups the directors but they they run their own ships and that includes the chief so um it's not surprising they didn't know about this um but yeah officer but was it nut <laughs> nut officer nut <laughs> i mean you look at the guy he's like what an unfortunate, that's officer, what an that's unfortunate officer name nut. but also like he got he got shit canned but i think that my my take just watching antioch is i think that 
I think that this might actually be a city where the, 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 the people who are in charge of running the city have had it with the fucking police department and the police union. Well, it seems like it. Yes. Um, so perhaps that, that could spread. That would be great. Um, in San Francisco, we seem to have mayor and DA who are now like bootlicking. Um, and, uh, but in other places, not so much, right? Um, San Jose tends to be a bootlicking kind of town. Um, I don't know how it goes down in Oakland, but it seems like the elected officials tend to pay a lot of deference to PD. So uh, maybe not in yeah. Antioch. <laughs> well, and generally speaking, and we'll find we'll hear about the Santa Clara POA a little later too. And um, one issue here is that the you know the POA tends to be in what or the police officers union, whatever they are in your town. Uh, they tend to be one of the biggest political players um, in terms of money they're, they're throwing around, independent expenditures, mailers, ads, websites, social media. Um, they are absolutely one of the biggest players in, in local campaigns. So it's not surprising that mayors and council members kind of live not in fear, but just sort of in deference to them, right? Um, also, public safety police officers themselves are, you know, still very popular uh with the majority of the population, right? Especially voters and um, police officers still is the number one uh, most likely uh, job description or job dis- descriptor to get yourself elected uh, on the ballot if, if all things were, were equal. It's police officer, firefighter, and teacher. Not um, great. Are the top three. I mean, the firefighter <laughs> and the teacher part are good, but. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so people still have a lot of, you know, on the whole, have a lot of respect for public safety and a lot of deference for for police officers, um, no matter what happened. And that, that will be true no matter what. Um, but I do think, at, at least now with older generations, I think that now, you know, younger generations are obviously changing their perspective. My generation has, our generation has changed its perspective. Even my mom's generation has changed its perspective to some extent. So I think that over time, we will see an evolution, but for now that you're still dealing with that large contingent that votes, right. And that controls our elections. So they, you know, they do get, um, sort of a deference because of that. Yeah. Up next, this is, a. Uh, so if mm-hmm. people don't know the Bay area, Atherton is like, <laughs> the, if I was like, you know, we were talking about Los Gatos for a couple of weeks. Well, Atherton is the place that's just a little more rich than Los Gatos. Yeah. Like if I was living in Los Gatos and I was like aspiring I would aspire to to Atherton, <laughs> um, and uh, which makes it all the more ironic that we're having this conversation that we're about to have uh, in this story. Well, apparently, uh, one of the at the at the high school there, the kids are not happy with the police. And uh, well, it's it's primarily because some of the kids at the high school are not white. Oh. <laughs> it's a it is a public school, even if it is Atherton. Well, students who protested here this afternoon are accusing Atherton police of using excessive force. No More than 100 students and community members are marching through Atherton with a demand for police. No one should be treated differently from either their color, their skin, or just anything, whether it's like how they act or dress, no one should be treated differently. Everyone should be treated the same, whether it's being questioned first before getting pinned onto the ground. This video shows the arrest in question and is now at the center of both the protests and an ongoing investigation. Each Yo, that kid put his hands up. Black Menlo Atherton High School student Friday, but that seems to be the only thing the school and the students agree on. Students say there was no reason to force the teen face down on the ground. 
especially since they say he recently had stomach surgery. Nora Acosta with the Black Student Union is one of the protest organizers. I feel like in my opinion they were doing too much because like um, either way they shouldn't have threw him on the ground like that because he just had surgery and that did really hurt him really bad. Rumors have swirled that the entire confrontation was over a water gun police were attempting to take away. What? Police Is that? That can't be true. Say that's not what happened. In a statement, Atherton police say the student had a water gun taken away from him earlier in the week and was in the school office demanding the water gun be returned. They say that's when the boy physically assaulted a school administrator pushing him into a cubicle wall, spitting on him, and calling him homophobic slurs. They also say when they confronted the student off campus, he refused to comply with officers' orders and started walking away. And that's when an officer grabbed the boy's shirt, adding, the student continued to pull away from the officer's hold on his shirt and fell to the ground. Once on the ground, officers rolled the student onto his stomach and placed him into handcuffs. Officers used the least amount of force to detain the student. The DA is now reviewing the case and will have to determine whether to file charges. Police say those charges could include threatening a school official, battery on a school official, and assault, and a possible hate crime enhancement. The school principal also issued a statement confirming administrators called for police due to an interaction with a student that escalated to the level that our site team felt concerned for their safety. Police say they are reviewing the incident to ensure that the officer's actions were in compliance with department policy. Reporting live at Atherton, Marianne Favreau, NBC Bay Area News. Well, we'll see what happened there. Yeah. Pop quiz, producer Dave. What is the least amount of force you could use? Uh, none. Correct. Uh, so there you go. Um, I also really enjoy the principal's name. Speaking of unfortunate names, Principal Luz Coot. Or Lose. It was Lose, but Luz Coot. So, uh, I... So the police said that the the student battered like did an assault and battery on somebody and a school administrator right the school said that they had called the police because they were in a situation where it didn't feel safe right correct that doesn't seem to corrupt you know corroborate right or, or match up right the police seem to be escalating things right in, in, in retrospect right higher than they were they felt that they i think that what was the language they felt concerned for their safety Right. That's not something you say if he's already like assaulted you or your one of your fellow administrators, right? Like that there's really no time for that kind of language at that point. At that point it's like, yes, he assaulted one of us and we called the cops. So, because you know, no matter what the situation was, as soon as parents see this story on the news, right? They're going to be freaking out, calling in if they haven't heard something about it already from the school, they're going to be calling the school like what the fuck happened? They want to know what happened. Um, so the school has to have some accountability and some and some plausible deniability. So if he had assaulted someone, you'd expect them to be like, yeah, he freaking punched the assistant principal. So we called the cops. So, you know, that's that's what happens when you punch principals. Um, so I, I, I take it that he, he more than likely just made some threatening comments. You know, if he used some homophobic slurs, that's that's something he needs to take up with, you know, with his own values. But um, yeah, it does seem to be a little bit excessive. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the school was just, maybe the school was just not trying to, you know, maybe the school administrators are actually 
good people and they're not trying to mm-hmm. throw more gasoline on the fire and maybe that right. might, could be maybe why they were were more more vague in their in their language too who knows we'll find out more about this yeah. later or maybe we'll never from ever hear about it again and both administrators and teachers i think from for the most part they want to keep kids in school they want kids to be in school and learning and at the end they don't want to they don't really want to hurt their kids in any you know and 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 cause trouble for them like an arrest is a big thing right for a, a minor especially right? uh, or even you know and especially later but it, it stays with you you know it follows you and you are now a criminal right forever um so they may they're probably trying to avoid that branding too as well well uh so downtown san francisco is having a sad because of all the the crimes um so some of the businesses are saying we're we're sad and we don't want our ritzy you know, uh, retail stores being ripped off by snatching grabbers during the holidays. So we're going to, we're just going to leave. I've tried to avoid the area as much as I can. Westfield Center in San Francisco calling it quits and a lack of foot traffic is a big part of the problem. Nordstrom is pulling out of two downtown locations. Good evening, everyone. I'm Mike Meebeck. And I'm Julie Hayner. It is the second time in as many days that a major retailer announces it is closing in a popular tourist spot on Market Street. KTV's Tom Baker joins us now from the Westfield Center with the details of the departures. Tom. A little bit of a gut punch for the city, but as the city tries to recover from the pandemic and now the slowdown in the economy and the lack of people down here, with all of that going on, these retailers have decided (laughs) Market Street's just too much to handle. On Tuesday, Seattle-based Nordstrom announced its closing at San Francisco Westfield Center store near Union Square and its Nordstrom Rack just across Market Street, close by. An earlier day, nearby Saxaw Fifth announced its permanent closure. Their other Bay Area locations, though, will continue, but not here due to the poor Market Street environment. Issue number one for businesses downtown, I think, is quality of life. And if we want to keep businesses... No, it's are they making money. ...tail stores mm. in San Francisco, we need to really focus on cleaning up the quality of life issues. That's public safety, that's street conditions. There's no way to sugarcoat this. When major businesses decide that doing business in the middle of a tourist area is so bad that they can no longer remain, then the city has to do a whole lot more than it's doing right now. It's very sad and you don't feel safe. Rachel Lorenz is visiting from Germany. Someone's stealing something from me when I go shopping or mm-hmm. being attacked by someone, maybe that. Did these things happen to you? We're not used to this, you know. I think they're gonna lose a lot of tourism because- We have no crime in Germany, uh, there's no crime. Okay, so I'm okay, but there's a lot of people <laughs> from like the Midwest or whatever. And yeah, they're going to be kind of afraid to come and visit. The mayor and district attorney is like, I'm from New York. I'll cut a fool. Is not a victimless crime, and they're committed to more cops on the beat as the city starts to pick up economic steam. Supervisor Matt Dorsey tweeted to demand for more police officers, and his disappointment of yet another store closure due to unsafe conditions for customers, retailers, and employees. But surprise, former cops. It's all about saving money on rent. I know that they have adequate security, and you know to. Uh, stop the theft, but I think that's an easy excuse because it's in San Francisco and they know the problems we're having right now. You know, no, she knows it's an easy excuse. Now, the North <laughs> chat's going crazy on this. Chat's like, I can't wait to go to San Francisco to shop at fucking Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> 
<laughs> right across from Nordstrom. In the fall, and all of that, of course, makes them prime targets for thieves and shoplifters to get their last chance in. There'll be a lot of security, I can guarantee you that. Tom Baker, KTVU, Fox 2 News. Yeah, Tom, it's such a big store location, so much space. Have they said, is there any talk at all about what possibly could go in its place? Well, there's not there, but uh, where the uh, Panera Bread fifth is, the Ross store may move up to that location, but it's, I can look at it down the street about a block and a half away. Um, and other than that, you know, there are a lot of empty stores here. In fact, we're standing in the uh, uh, cubby hole of one, but on this whole side of the street, there are a lot of stores here. Now, a lot of that is from the pandemic, and a lot of that has to do with the economy rather than the uh, uh, street life here. But the truth is that this is a pretty tough place to be. There are a lot of people that need help, and they obviously aren't availing themselves of it. Kind of a bad situation, but for San Francisco, when you consider that the cable car turnaround is literally just up a, a few blocks, or not even a few blocks, a few steps from here, it really makes a, a, a bad impression on people. Yeah, it is sad to see those stores go. Such a big part of that part of downtown area. Tom, thank you. Yeah. State Senator Scott Weiner posted reaction on Twitter. He wrote, in part, Nordstrom closing, horrible and tragic, but long in coming. Nordstrom closed Stonestown store in 2019, reiterates, we must reimagine downtown San Francisco. Everything must be on the table with mix of housing, office, retail, nightlife, even replacing some buildings with buildings that work. He added that the current conditions are untenable for San Francisco's future success. Another major retailer has announced it's also closing a downtown San Francisco store later oh. this month. The Anthropology store on Market Street across from the Western Center is closing its doors on May 13th, a week from Saturday. The retailer has several other Bay Area locations, including in Berkeley, Corte Madera, and in Walnut Creek. So, <clears throat> first of all, Nordstrom and Saks Fifth Avenue ain't the prestige shit they once were. Yeah, no. Definitely not. Um, and retail in general is certainly not what it used to be, um, especially considering you can get just about anything you want online. Um, but yeah, Nordstrom is not necessarily like the, the creme de la creme, the gold standard anymore. Did you see like how much unused fucking square feet there were in that building? Like, no, oh, totally. I've been in that building before. Yeah, it's it's um, and that was years ago when retail was booming. But um, yeah, it's huge. There's so much space. I, uh, especially without those major, you know, operators in there, major renters, um, it's going to be pretty vacant. Yeah. And it's, it's you, you're not going to make like, like you were saying, people buy things online, but also people aren't really into the, it's like Nordstrom is like where your grandma would shop if your grandma has money. Right. Oh yeah. My grandma still does still shops there. Right. Or, or at least bad baby's grandma shops there. Yeah. 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 It's, <clears throat> but like, that's the, the the that's no longer like a pre prestige store for like the no. average person like no not really well-to-do people are probably just buying cheap clothes on fucking amazon <laughs> like to be no, honest that you got like that you got the rack too nord rack i use the i use nord rack all the time it's it's you know you can get some nice nice stuff for low cost so maybe they're undercutting their own business who knows yeah and there's it i just like, I can't imagine, like, how much, if they don't own that space, how much the lease on that fucking place was. And mm, I would, I would, yeah. I would suggest maybe they haven't been making money at that location for a long time, but because of where it was in Union Square, 
It was more about the prestige and the mystique of being in that location. Yeah, West uh, Westfield, I think, would I don't know if they they more than likely own the space, so they're the they're they would be the leaseor. Um, right. So they're the ones that are really going to be hurting because they're missing. They're going to be losing some big you know renters. It's like a, as a landlord, right? It's like a, losing a, a regular tenant, right? A huge tenant. So they're going to be hurting too. They'll probably have to shut down the whole center more than likely. And they have other centers, obviously Valley Fair down here and Oak Oak Ridge. Um, so they they've got other options, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. It seems like malls in San Jose keep expanding, and <laughs> everywhere else they're retracting. So I don't know what that says about us. The only thing uh, that space, the only thing you could use it for, would be like a nightclub, right? Because of the way it's laid out, I nobody's going to want to yeah. buy. Nobody's going to want to rent it for retail space. I there's guess. not. I mean, there's not a. Like, I guess it could. Go ahead. You know, I was thinking it could be office, like fancy office space, you know. But but even then, like we're not, you know, we're not coming back the way we were to offices either. So. There's just not enough usable floor space there. Yeah. Well, that's what Wiener's talking about is, you know, we really need to have everything on the table in terms of even just demoing and rebuilding or rethinking buildings that exist already. Um, right. There's actually a push now in the development industry, just really quickly, around a, a building a, a parking structures so that they are easily convertible into housing or office space or some other use later on, you know, for... Uh, uh, when we another a future date when we don't have as many cars on the road and aren't using as many car trips um and they are we don't need as many parking spots um so that there is a push to do that which is comforting um but yeah it would be great if we didn't build buildings that just aren't going to are going to be obsolete within the next 20 years they should turn it into housing i'll go live there i'll go live at the nordstrom oh dude escalators and all that shit no it's fancy as hell that's high ceilings can't go wrong. The highest ceilings. <laughs> the highest ceilings. I mean, they might even subdivide it if they did housing. They might like cut, you know, cut it and figure out a way to you know, add more floors. Let Mark Zuckerberg uh, buy it and live there. Yeah. <laughs> this is vacation. The whole thing. Home. Just, just, just the whole yeah, vacation. Westfield Zuck. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna one last story about San Francisco in winners and losers. Apparently, the uh, state police are here to try to crack down on fentanyl. Yeah, like we need we need help. You know, Mayor Mayor Breed called in Gavin Newsom's help, and this is what he sent. Six oh five right now, and starting today, San Francisco will have more officers patrolling the streets, but they won't all be San Francisco police officers. Today in the base, Chris Sanchez joins us now. This is all in attempts to fight this really bad drug crisis, right? And we are seeing that this is getting worse, especially in the city. So the patrols are going to uh, focus on neighborhoods in San Francisco with the highest rates of overdose deaths, and this is critical. Between January and March of this year, there was a 40% increase in overdose deaths in San Francisco. The areas in question here are the Tenderloin and south of Market. That's where people will see CHP officers patrolling city streets, not just the highway. It's part of a joint effort directed by Governor Gavin Newsom. Why did they just cut in an army guy? Cruisers on mm -hmm. the streets. California National Guard personnel will be working in the background. They're going to be trying to gather intelligence on drug rings and cartels that are operating in the city and bringing that fentanyl into the Bay Area. Now, while opponents say this will disproportionately impact people of color and poor people, Mayor London Breed says this should better connect them with services. Substance use is a public health issue, and so we would much prefer a public health response 
We have a situation where it's really difficult for people to access treatment. This is different. This is program services, second chances, opportunities, but also accountability. And what's been missing has been accountability, and that's what this is all about. Uh, San Francisco police say they have seized more than 85 pounds of fentanyl in just the first four months of this year. District Attorney Brooke Jenkins expects that the extra force will lead to more significant prosecutions, she says, not of those low-level drug users, but the people at the top of that drug chain, it's the ones that are bringing the fentanyl in. Lauren Marcus. Okay, I'd believe that if you were like, we, we, we've hired detectives. <laughs> Right. <laughs> not not right. Not, not street cops. If if we were like we're bringing in detectives from the California Board of Investigation to help us, you know, get to the to help us with this stuff. Yeah, you need feds. You need FBI or NCIS, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, not the CIA, <laughs> like the people that do this stuff, the DEA, the people, you know, people that do this shit for a living. Right. If, you, if that's really your intent, a CHP officer is not going to help you, you know, get to the bottom of of a fentanyl drug ring and, and get all the way to the top, right? You're right. You need investigators. You need people who do that. So yeah, I, I, this is just show showboating and performative and just more bullshit. Uh, just trying to look like tough on crimes when, you know, really you probably have other priorities, but it's just an, it's an easy way to look tough on crimes. Yeah. It's not like anybody anywhere up the food chain is just hanging out on the streets, right? Like right. they're not, they're, they're, they're the reason that they got up the food chain in these organizations or the reason, or the, the, the reason to be at the top of the food chain is you're never in the room with the drugs. You're never Correct. in the room with a big pile of money. You ain't never there. Right. You yeah, don't correctly. exist. Yeah. You may not even be in the country, right? So, right. You're, uh, or if you are, you're, you're a lawyer or a stockbroker or a software engineer, or you know what I mean? Or the, to, for, or, from the or outside. The executive you, like from the, outside. the executive assistant in a police officers association, right, you're the executive assistant. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you work for the fucking police union. Like that's, <laughs> that's what, like, that's why if you're gonna, if you want, if you think that you can stop this, you mm. need, like I was saying, detectives, people who are going to follow the money. But the problem is if they follow the money, they might not like where the fuck it leads. Right. Uh, yeah, especially with designer drugs, right? Right. It all comes back around. Might lead to Los Gatos party mom. Who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You follow that money, you're gonna you're gonna get lawyers. You're gonna get you know law enforcement. You're gonna get people who work for the county for the state. You're gonna you're gonna find you're gonna find the people you you don't want to find, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get on down ballot. I mean, you're gonna it's great you're stuff. Gonna, you're gonna stuff. find fucking hedge fund managers and stockbrokers and fucking people <laughs> that just seem like like right because if you're going to be a drug trafficker, a good cover is having a reason to be affluent in the first place. And so, mm -hmm. stockbroker or hedge fund manager is a, it would be mm -hmm. a good thing, a good thing to be. Oh, totally, totally. Like my God, real estate investor. Uh, well, uh, yes. Oh, there's so probably hella real estate people up in the drug trade. Yeah. Yeah, reason to be affluent, right? right? Makes sense, right? Um, and plenty of places to stash your drugs uh, in the real estate market. So, especially nowadays, there's so much vacancy out there. Yeah, like uh, the, the, they don't want to follow the money because they don't want to know where they don't want to know where they're going to end up. If they because they probably know where they're. I mean, they don't know the names of the people, but they know what kind of people, what kind of place they're going to end up if they follow the money. Oh, they might, and they might rub elbows with these people, you know, parties, the mayor and the DA might, you know, uh, be right up against these folks and chatting it up one night and then, you know, but maybe, then maybe they have no idea what's really going on. Right. 
Um, and those those folks are just laughing their way all the way <laughs> to the bank. Toast, toast to the mayor. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the first one to toast the mayor for fucking being like, oh, I mean, you picked off some of the people that are my customers, customers, customer. But uh, right. <laughs> well, it's, it's all yeah. It's like it's it, price of doing business, right? Uh, cost of doing business. So they would um, or cogs. <laughs> they factor that in and they do the political graph and maybe they maybe they make the deal right like. Yeah, just, you know, we'll give you, we'll let you pick off a few of these folks. Just don't ever come after me. Uh, anyway, well, uh, getting your shit together got literal again this week. Always look for the literal story, but... Uh, I think this story, this 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 category came from all the stories about shit in San Francisco, so... It it did on the streets and, and whatnot. So this is um, more poop in San Francisco that they have to deal with. Sewage spill at San Francisco's main library is going to cost the city as much as $550,000. City officials say it was caused by someone flushing something down the toilet. It happened back in January. It caused damage to the first three floors of the building. A city report says most <laughs> oh of the damage, though, will be covered by insurance. Yeah, What did you flush down the toilet? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know. It's actually kind of surprising this doesn't happen more. I mean, I would imagine people just put all kind of shit down the toilet at a public place, right? Sure. Well, I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why they've been so hesitant to put the public toilets out there, right? Um, but yeah, SF needs to get more toilets in general, um, and uh, especially the library. Maybe maybe the CHP can come help them, like keep people from, like they can stand guard in the bathroom and make sure that people don't put shit down the toilet. Um, Watch, but they so actually should... hire detectives to find out what happened here. Right, but man, five fifty thousand shit. I had someone have to come out and you know uh, snake my pipes, and they only charged me three fifty, three hundred and fifty dollars. So five hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's that's some serious change. So I didn't even know there was a day one of the Oakland teacher strike, but apparently the Oakland teachers went on strike. And uh, here's some here's some uh, from KPIX five. I noticed they have a nice new logo down here. Um, oh, fancy. Here's uh, some here's a local news hit on the uh, Oakland teacher strike. For the second day in a row, thousands of families in Oakland will likely be a will likely be keeping their kids home from school as teachers strike yet again. And now the state superintendent of public instruction, Tony Thurmond, has offered to step in and help mediate this contract negotiations wrapped up another night without a breakthrough. So today will probably look much like it did on yesterday, where teachers ditched their classrooms School campuses are expected to be open, though, today, but they'll be staffed by administrators instead of teachers, just like it was yesterday. Tony Thurman, the state superintendent, offered to personally mediate the talks and says both sides have agreed to take him up on that. Well, at the same time, Oakland Mayor Shang Tao is offering to do what she can to help. I am in support of making sure that our teachers are getting compensated fairly. We all know that, you know, our kids deserve nothing short of a great education. And so from the city side, I will continue to talk to OEA and also continue to have conversations with uh, the city administration superintendent. Oakland teachers are some of the lowest paid in the Bay Area and have not had a contract since before the pandemic. The mm -hmm. district proposed a raise of 13 to 22 percent based on experience and a one-time bonus and back pay. That would raise a first-time teacher's base salary to more than $63,000. But we know wow. that's just one of the sticking points. The disagreement is coming down to other demands, including better classroom conditions, 
conditions, mental health services, homeless housing, and reparations for black students. The union says it won't come back to the table until district agrees to negotiate those topics. But the superintendent says they're trying to prioritize salaries and simply can't afford anything else. As a district, we simply can't do everything. And it is our mission critical that we remain focused on prioritizing our primary purpose, which is teaching and learning and student well-being. Because we've prioritized compensation as a retention strategy, there is very little remaining resources to address other issues. Okay, so this morning we're still waiting to get student attendance numbers from the district after yesterday's strike, but it looked pretty empty at the schools when I was out there yesterday. This strike could stretch many days, if not weeks. We're going to keep our eye on it, Amanda, and give you the latest on air and online. Over to you. All right. Thank you, Justin. Yo, Thanks, Justin. 60 yeah. what? 63,000? 60, 60 what? That would, that would be what they get if they got right what they're asking for right that's the base salary for an oakland school teacher so your first year you're making 63k now i don't i'm really not the best at math i did okay on math on the uh SA, the old sat when you're they taking home less SAT. than four thousand dollars a month after taxes correct and what's the average rent on a single bedroom apartment in the bay area right now right it's in the 2k's right range so you're probably spending at least two thirds, if not more, of whatever you're taking. You're not even home qualifying on, for an apartment, right? On rent, unless you're doubling up or tripling up or quadrupling up with someone or other people, right? Um, and you're you're saving yourself a little bit there, but you're probably spending at least half of what you're taking home on rent. And what the fuck are you going to spend on you know, food, health insurance? If you have to, if you can't commute for whatever reason on public transit because it's just inconvenient, you need a car, like. Uh, there's so many things, right? Um, that you you have to make decisions about. <laughs> um, and teachers, this is what teachers go through all the time, right? This is this is it's known. It's a known thing. So there's a reason why we have a teacher shortage, right? Because there's only so many people who are that passionate and care that much about about the profession and about teaching and doing that work and can't do anything else. Like not mean meaning they can't try to do anything they could do with something else they're very talented people they just can't they, you know can't see it in themselves to do anything else right those are the only people that you're going to get to come into teaching anymore right or to stay in teaching because you just can't live on that you cannot live on that and the work you have to put in on top of that it's not like you can have another job i mean so and teachers do teachers work to, to, to drive DoorDash. <laughs> they, they teach all day and then at six o'clock they eat dinner and then they go out and DoorDash all night. And of course they're exhausted and then they're exhausted teaching your kids the next day, right? It's just, it's a horrible, vicious cycle. And I've been there on the front line. My mom's a teacher. I walked on picket lines with her when I was eight years old when San Jose teachers last struck. And it's, it's awful. It hasn't changed a bit. San Jose Unified, their base salary is like 55K a year. It's even worse than that. So uh, yeah, you can't live on it. So why why should anyone expect anyone to go into teaching if you know if if, if you can't actually make it a living, right? I was told not to go into the arts and, and study arts in college because you wouldn't be able to make a living, right? So obviously, people should be telling teachers the same people who want to teach the same thing, frankly. But it's seen as it's one of those professions where it's seen as a very respectable profession, right? People love teachers. Like I said, it's top three professions that get elected to office. Um, because people respect teachers a lot, but we don't fucking pay them like we do. We pay doctors, we pay lawyers. I don't respect lawyers. I respect doctors. 
<laughs> um, but there's there's other professions that we seem to respect more in terms of how we value them and how we how they're paid, and we just uh, whether it's private school teachers too, they're not, it's not like they're making money hand over fist either. It's not a public school private school thing. It's just a teaching in general. It's not a monetarily valued profession. And I mean, not for nothing. Right now, we also <clears throat> we also teachers have to deal with a couple other kind of nasty realities of our society. One is gun violence. Gun violence happens at schools more. Well, it just shouldn't be happening in the it way it does in this country, day, right? But yeah, there could happen any day at your school. But yeah, you have to train like for that. Um, yeah. Then you have a bunch of jackasses being like, "Oh, you should have a gun," and the teachers are like, "I what? No, I, no." And then yeah. and. And on top of all that, now you got people running around yelling about how they're grooming the kids because they don't fucking, they're not going to be mean to the kids that are trans or queer. And so like, you're, you're just, it's just one thing after another, after, you know, and then, you know, sure. If they were getting a hundred thousand dollars a year and three months off during the summer where some, you know, some, I think there's some things they do that are involved with the school during the summer. It's not like the kids get the sun, they get the summer off, but they do get some time to themselves. And yeah, yeah absolutely. I'd, I'd be like, all right, well, I, they they are probably well equipped to deal with this, but right. No, no, no. This is all. This, no. is, this is all bad, and it's not just teachers. Um, we we've, we've been watching uh, Shasta County. The entire county is about to go on strike. <laughs> like not like just picketing. Sometimes I mean work stoppage up there because yeah, there there was one lady who had been working for the the county full time for eighteen years. She makes twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Oh man! So it's not just teachers, right? It's like it's like basically people kind of hate government employees. I think I think that people it's not they don't hate them, but they don't respect them. They don't respect the work because they they don't think that it. They're like, well, oh, you're just taking money from taxpayers or whatever. It's like for me, right? For me, it's like it's it's everyone has some sort of boss or supervisor mentality. Like, oh, because it's my tax dollars are paying your salary, therefore, you know. I can demand more out of you or I, you know, I, I don't have to pay you as much because I, you know, suddenly it's my money and I need, you know, I want it for other things or I think you're overpaid. Um, and then when government is needed, when you actually do need support and services, you know, you bitch and moan about, Oh, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. It didn't, the police didn't respond fast enough or I didn't get my fucking plans approved fast enough or all this other shit. And you wonder why and it's like, well, you're complaining about government employees salaries like, you know, Ed 209, Mayor Ed 209 and his whole pitch about, you know, bloated salaries in city government. There are no bloated salaries in city government. They've, they've trimmed as much as they possibly can. Um, even his salary has been bloated by other standards. Um, the public service is just not, you know, you're right, it's not valued um, and not respected enough to be given that kind of, um, that kind of support. And we have the money, it's out there. It's just, we spend it on other things. You know, we spend more money on our prison system in california than on the k-12 education system that's a fact you know um so it's 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 budgets are statements of values um and unfortunately we live in fear of all the people who just don't want to pay people what they're worth and don't realize that people are the ones that do all this shit right like you can have all the robots and drones you want but someone's still flying that drone someone's still programming that drone someone is still telling it where to go identifying where it needs to go and you know loading it up and getting it ready to go like it doesn't matter how much technology you have. There are always going to be a need for people to do shit until AI takes over and then and Skynet takes over and then we're all fucked. I'm rooting for the fucking meteor. <laughs> I know. Like pick, pick your poison, right? Like some days I just wake up and be like, man, just fuck it all. Right. What, what meteor earthquake. Uh, I don't know. You know, name it. 
you know, plague, zombies, something, anything. We need a mass extinction. Right, but just the humans. Just the, well, exactly. Like one of those things, like it killed, you know, they kill, you've seen those timelines, right? With all the different species, right? And every time there's a mass extinction, like a certain number of species die off, but there's always some that are still there, right? And then it regrows. So yeah, that's just what we need. We need to lop off the humans and the rest of the species can get back to living in harmony with nature and until the next time this shit happens, right? Evolution takes us down a bad road. <laughs> this is why the aliens don't it visit is. it. This is just the aliens. Yeah, that's all it is. The aliens are out there. They have the technology to come here. They just they came here once, said, well, this they're is a real right. bad neighborhood. Don't go there anymore. That's why you <laughs> yeah, see the right. aliens. You see, you see the fucking ships and they're all like fucking floating around and acting weird. That's because those are drunk teenagers. They're not even yeah. supposed to be here. The aliens are those folks that that New York tourist was talking about from the Midwest that won't ever come to San Francisco, right? Like they, they've heard about Earth, man. Don't want to go there. Don't fuck it. Why, why bother? You know, there's so many nicer places we can go in the universe for our vac- for our vacation, our spring break. <laughs> All right, spring breaking in, in well, Earth. Here's All more. Right. Here's more on the 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 great the great decision the city of Santa Clara uh, made to uh, put the 49ers fucking Forty ers Stadium there. Uh, I guess. Uh, Guy pled it, not guilty to perjury. Is it's it's complicated. I, I'm still trying to figure out what happened, but it seems like a lot of political hit jobs on top of political hit jobs. So it's it's very Santa Clara. So just roll the tape and we'll see what happens. Not guilty. That is the plea from a Santa Clara City Councilman accused of lying to a councilman charged about leaking information to the San Francisco 49ers. Anthony Becker is accused of providing a confidential grand jury report to the Niners. NBC Bears Robert Honda has the details. Well, this case is more than just about the fate of one council member. It's the culmination of the ongoing battle between the 49ers and the city. The 49ers and the city of Santa Clara have had a not-so-secret volatile relationship ever since the two partnered together to get Levi Stadium built. Both sides clashed over issues concerning finances and operation. There was enough conflict the team bankrolled certain candidates during elections, such as Anthony Becker, a councilman who ran unsuccessfully for mayor against Lisa Gilmore. Eventually, a civil grand jury stepped in and put together a report titled Unsportsmanlike Conduct, which criticized the 49ers and certain council members for what it called an unethical relationship. But just days before that confidential report was made public, Becker was accused of secretly giving it to the 49ers. Becker was then brought before a criminal grand jury and denied giving the report to the team, which led to the perjury charge. I think the victims here are the community. The the grand jury brought uh, Mr. Becker in and had questions for him and he deceived them. Becker pled not guilty today, but said little else. Anthony, you want to say anything? No comment. Mayor Gilmore says the grand jury knows how to shut the fuck up. Becker's case right. had been an ordeal. I think the damage has been done, and we should be repairing now. And the fact that the um, this is continuing and ongoing, I think this all of this has to be settled for us to really um, start our healing process. The grand jury transcripts will be made public in the next 10 days or so. Legal analyst Stephen Clark says... That's Becker's best shot. This case is going to come down to a war of words. How precise was the district attorney's questioning? And did Anthony Becker leave himself any wiggle room on the stand? Because an innocent misrecollection is not a crime. Becker is scheduled to return here on August 2nd to set a date for his trial. If convicted, Becker faces up to four years in prison. In San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC Bay Area News. 
what a shit show like don't ever yep. like don't ever let your fucking city build a stadium or have the olympics or any of that shit just don't unless your city is like vegas where it's all just fucking tourism like That's just send is, all the yeah. sports teams to vegas fucking let all the let the fucking cities around the country heal it seems to be what's happening anyway, at least with the Oakland teams. But um, and we'll have more on the A's, maybe not moving to Vegas later. Uh, another down ballot. Yeah, this is uh, this is very Santa Clara. This is also very down ballot-y. This is very much what happens, um, and it could have all been very much predictable. Uh, and the I, the irony is that um, the POA uh, in Santa Clara uh, released a, a website, you know, about the report because it, imp- it impugned. Mr. Becker, right, um, as one of the council members, um, and they were supporting Mayor Gilmore in her re-election bid, so they actually had access to this report uh, just as early as he did, and just as early as apparently the 49ers did, um, so it would seem that, you know, he wasn't, if he did leak it inappropriately, he was not the only person who did Mayor Gilmore, um, so so there's a, uh, I think there's a lot of blame to go around, and it's really just tit for tat, you know, I, he said, she said, pin the tail on the donkey, whatever you want to call it, right? It's 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 just it's typical Santa Clara, and it's the it's you're right. It's the bullshit that happens when you get into involved in public works projects with private companies, right? It's just it's not usually going to end very well. Let the private development be the private development, and let the public development be the public development. That's my my advice. So. <clears throat> I can't believe what I'm reading here. The city of Santa Clara spent seven hours debating a housing project for a tra- uh, by the way, a transitional housing project f- to help people get off the streets. Fantastic. Well, yeah. we're going to, we're going to see how the local news covers this. I see the slide that's on the screen right now. And I'm, you know, it went about how you'd expect it. <laughs> Correct. Here we attend a vote tonight in Santa Clara over a new interim project for homeless people. The plan drawing pushback from some residents citing safety and funding concerns. KTV South Bay reporter LaMonica Peters live tonight at Santa Clara City Hall. Okay, LaMonica, has the city council reached a decision yet? Yes, yes, they did. And there were dozens of people who attended this meeting and city council said they'd listen to both sides and make their decision tonight. If the city council turns down the project, can the county build this project without our approval? Santa Clara City Council and people for and against a new proposed interim housing project wanted answers and a clearer picture of the project from the owner, Life Moves, the county and city administrators. As currently proposed with the city as a co-sponsor with Life Moves, it's our understanding that the city would be responsible with Life Moves for both cost overruns as well as additional operating deficits. The housing project called the Lawrence Benton Home Key Project would have 30 identical units and provide interim housing for 90 to 120 people or 30 families, which must include a minor child. Jocelyn Arena says she supports the project because she knows what it's like to have no place to call home. There was times where we had no beds and like this is just giving uh, people like a chance that like I can come back and be normal again. Affordable housing advocates at the meeting say they don't want more people to die because they're unhoused. 
Last year, over 200 people died on the streets of Santa Clara County, and that's just unacceptable. Um, and so we have to get people into housing. The project will be located at Lawrence Expressway in Benton Street, which neighbors say is a residential area with several schools and daycare centers. Oh, so housing would fit right in. <laughs> so housing... <laughs> housing for families would fit right the fuck in like what is this shit so the the thing that got rejected if you noticed on the left they didn't they didn't talk about it on the news where it was it was housing that included housing for single people probably housing that's appropriate for couples and some for families and there were hundreds of units 120 yeah and the thing that they decided to do instead was 30 units for families so like and and one floor shorter and yeah, one floor so shorter, of course. It fits into the neighborhood better at Lawrence Expressway <laughs> in Benton. If you've ever been there, folks, it's a pretty busy fucking intersection. Yeah, the Lawrence Expressway is, is an expressway. Yeah. Correct. That's not too... That's and there not are too... plenty of... Sorry, there are plenty of market rate housing developments right around surrounding that site that are like six and five, five or six stories or four, at least four. Um, so fuck all these people <laughs> yeah that's like that is like not that is i'm sorry that is not like you you probably if you have young kids you probably tell them stay away from lawrence expressway right yeah i would yeah exactly like not because of the the scary formerly unhoused people that are living in the cars. this now nice brand new housing department yeah the cars exactly and the motorcycles and the trucks and yeah exactly and the Posted bikes, speed limit's bike like lane. 45 but I, I i haven't driven in a long time but i gotta tell you that shit's a re- lawrence expressway is a fucking racetrack like oh yeah i mean it's it's and it's the word expressway you know is in the name of the street right um we build expressways for a reason right so um they're kind of like freeways with traffic lights Meaning, like, they don't do background check at all. They don't do drug tests. That's, and you cannot... Oh, stop. Uh, stop. Evict- she does not. She's, that's... that's but Before anyone gets any ideas in the chat or in our viewership or listenership, that is not true. Almost any interim housing project, including especially ones that are approved by the government, do extensive background checks. They do require, if not drug testing, they can't do mandatory drug testing. They at least require, you know, certain uh, oversight and for the for the occupants to be drug free while they're in the facility. So, yeah, well, I'm sorry, we just need to stop that narrative before it begins. Some people walked out towards the end of the meeting as one council member explained why he supported the project. Vishal, a Santa Clara resident, says he lives less than a half a mile away from the project and doesn't believe Life Moves has considered public safety enough. We are right behind 7-Eleven with an ungated community. Right, so that makes me worried about safety of myself, my kids, my family. Because this is like gonna house criminals like active criminals or rapists like what exactly are you concerned about sir like have you met these folks who are gonna be living here no you have you're judging all of them before they've even had a chance to live in your community so fuck you so like i think like a lot of people there like all they have is like because there ain't shit there right there's no restaurants there's no downtown ain't shit to do so all they have really if they own their home there all they have is to, t- to talk about in their community is the property value right that's right. all they it's not like where if you live like where you live kind of close to willow glen and you're like oh we have a kind of a nice downtown that's walkable or you yeah. or you um or castro in, in mountain view rider and you know, pick your pick your poison. or yeah campbell campbell you could, you campbell, could live there and you'd be like my right. house is valuable but i live here because of the community because 
There are things to do here. There's great restaurants. You know, schools are good. You have all that over there. They ain't got shit. All they got is a fuck. All they got is a fucking track housing. Yeah. Ain't ain't shit. So, so they're going to be mad. Uh, I don't know why about an apartment building Mm -hmm. right up against the expressway. Like, (laughs) and you saw the renderings. It wasn't like this thing was like some sort of behemoth, massive thing. 120 units is nothing. It's nothing. That's like a small hotel. So, uh, and it, uh, looks like it's a home key project which means it's getting funding from the state life moves is an incredibly reputable provider they do they do not have any kind of history of you know bad shit happening in their facilities um bad shit happens in all apartment complexes ladies and gentlemen whether they're market rate or not um there are bad tenants and there are good tenants everywhere you go um so just remember remember that i've had plenty of house people uh, my my apartment was broken into in san jose in japantown my apartment was broken into more than likely by our neighbors who were housed <laughs> because we left the fucking window open and they were just shady people and they decided to break in and steal some shit so people who live in single family homes that own the home commit crimes if you could imagine yes that. yes imagine that they burn their own homes down to get the insurance money for God's sake. So, sometimes, sometimes people, sometimes people who are very high up in your police officers association commit massive crimes. Right. That's just, but just always irks me. Like, have they thought about public safety? It's like, have you thought about public safety? Have you thought about what that actually means? Right. And what you're talking about. Um, so they're like, like they're building sir, this is a residential prison. area. How dare you build housing? It's like, right, fuck we're you, not, we're, dumb, we're you dumb motherfucker. If these were luxury <laughs> condos, they wouldn't give right. a shit. Right. No, fuck no. God, are you kidding? Little bungalows? They probably want to buy one and rent it out on right. Airbnb. On Airbnb um, that shit. Fuck these people. Yeah. No, get, get rid of these NIMBYs. Good Lord. The less of them, the better. But at the end of the day, the project was supported, but it was a fucking 4-3 vote. That's um, It should be unanimous. That's ridiculous that anyone was uh, moved to not support that project. Ah... Well, How are we going to get out of this problem, right? We've got we've got six thousand people on our street. How the hell are we going to solve it if we're having fights over like a hundred units? That's just ridiculous. Well, that's that's been our show, but we always have a, a fun story at the end. And I think this yeah. week, after that last fucking after those last two fucking stories, I think we probably need the fun story uh, more than more than most weeks. So what do we got yeah, here? I need a, I need a taco. So let's let's talk about tacos. Fuck yeah. All right, let's swing out back to Sal this morning. He's been in the parking lot for Cinco de Mayo. Yes, he's in the parking lot there. He's in the parking lot. I can almost smell it from here, Mm. Sal. Dude, go down there and get a taco. Delicious in here. And, you know, I'm inside. Like, it would be such good local TV if she, like, took off that and they had the camera crew followed her down there. You know what I'm saying? Down there, yeah. Sort of like Dave Letterman style, how he'd go to that fucking deli right next to his place or whatever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Out the front door. Right. And then drags the deli the, and then gets the deli like uh, owner to come in and on the show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, yeah, Sal's going to get deep here on the tacos in a second. Truck, a place He's where on. most people don't get to go because I want to see how they build a taco. So Saul and Sergio are here now. Uh, we're going to be building a taco. I wanted to ask you, why is it that when you get a taco, most of the time they'll give you two tortillas? Well, because, you know, if you just put one tortilla, Strength. because meat then it gets kind of soggy with the salsa and stuff, one tortilla will fall apart. So we like to have two, that way your taco will stay together all day. Structural integrity, and, sir. And also, Correct. You, you and I were talking off the air about burritos, and here's a, a, a trick that I've learned, and I think you <laughs> uh, agree with me. When you get a burrito, if you put 
guacamole and sour cream in it, it kind of makes the burrito cold. I think the go-to is just the meat, rice, beans, and a little bit of pico de gallo, right? Yes, that's the best, the best way to go because of the sour cream and guacamole will actually kind of make the burrito cold. Yeah, so you don't want a cold burrito. So what are the meats you have no one. you can choose from? That's, that looks like carne asada, it looks like carnitas, and that looks like al pastor. Al pastor. Yes. Okay, so can you build mm. me... Give me one of them fucking peppers that's on that. Oh, oh my God, yeah, give right. me one of them peppers. Okay, he's going to chop them. He's going to chop those up, I hope. So this is the stuff that you don't get to see. You know, you're just kind of waiting around outside. He takes the meat, he puts it on. That meat has been slowly warmed on that section of the griddle, right? So he puts meat there. All right. And... Like a chile serrano? Uh, absolutely. On the side, yes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what's up. What he's going to do next uh, really defines the way you eat a taco. Look at all these things you can put on it. So typically, it's just onions and cilantro. However, at La Penca Azul, they also add the salsa, right? Yeah, we add the salsa as a regular ingredient for, for tacos. Um, obviously, at the taco truck, you know, restaurants stop on a request. We usually just put it on the side, but... Here at the taco truck, we just like to there you go. address just the taco. Just do it. That, look, that looks good. So Address uh, the, the taco. I, I always wonder is, when I go to a taco truck, they have the little tortillas, the street tortillas, right? Mm -hmm. When I go to Trader Joe's, they have the bigger tortillas, they're corn. The little ones are better. Explain why. Well, the flavor of this tortilla, this is uh, made from La Finca. It's a hundred, uh, natural tortilla. It's um, real corn, so the, the, the flavor of it is really, really good. It's better than the, the ones that are, I mean, no, no offense on the ones that are made of machines at the supermarket, but there's just no, there's a much better quality when you get them uh, at, the, at the stores, the Mexican stores. Yeah, and I think, you know, the bigger tortilla is just a different purpose uh, of use for it. You know, the taco, it's for the tradition, it's always been a small, small tortilla. And last but not least, when you get a burrito, go to a place that puts the burrito on the grill, the uh, flour tortilla on the grill. Fucking There's nothing a. worse than having a tortilla that's not warmed up. Those steamer things ain't the thing. They're not the thing. Explain why the plancha. Is <laughs> this guy's really into this. Nice oh, yeah. And now, now I am too. On the uh, on the tortilla. Well, the plancha has to be um, heated to a certain temperature, and if you put the tortilla on a cold surface it will not cook the tortilla so you have to kind of have the plancha <laughs> ready to a certain temperature so your tortilla will get cooked not burn okay la penca azul if you haven't tried it it's on park street in alameda uh near santa clara or is it central i forget now park street in santa clara santa clara that's what i was right all right uh, go down there i i really love their fajitas i really love mm. their margaritas mm. uh, you go in there you will not be you definitely like their margaritas don't you sell truck that lives at that let's go there on high street dinner there sometimes soon. if you know right La you know. And i want to thank them for being here pam yeah. and gasia yeah uh, this is, I mean, it smells delicious in here. And that is traditional. Like, I'm so glad you pointed out all the little things that they do Thanks and so. don't do to really make yeah. it authentic and delicious. He's like, whatever, I got to go. I'm eating this now. Just a moment. <laughs> yeah. Save some for us. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you in two minutes, Sal. Get down Thank there. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's been the oh, show. Yeah. Just real quick. Uh, thanks. For, we had a couple raids during this. This is a Taylor X uh, live. Thank you for the raid. And time for Tim Foyle, good friend of the channel. Uh, thank you for the raid. If you're listening to the podcast, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Join us over here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And uh, Councilman, you want to do the rest of the reading out of the show?
Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about either, but that's okay. I don't know what the fuck most of us are talking about. This has uh, been a great week on Down Ballot. I, as always, Bruce Dave, love being here. Uh, this is the councilman. As always, find me at T-H-E underscore councilman. And if some random dude named Hansel Mann tries to threaten you on Facebook, that might be me as well. So don't don't uh, be don't be afraid. Uh, as always, uh, we want to remind you that you should get vaccinated. You should definitely wear a mask in p- public spaces because people are still immunocompromised. So be, be respectful. Um, but pants, as always, are optional. Stay tuned for Conspiracy Bingo coming up next. And of course, as always, we got Audible Smoke to play us out. Producer Dave, thanks so much, everyone. Peace out. <laughs> To get the party started Pick up my phone Just to check and see who's calling Dress up real nice For the ladies at the bar And I'm driving in my car Just to get to where they are Here at the local scene Is where I plant my feet It's where I smoke my cigarette And I hold my drink I look at all my friends They're all blazing greens Here at the front of the stage Waiting for FTV Where are those guys Who's standing next to me With the pipe in his hand Ready to blaze for me About five minutes later We're all singing We let get the fuck up on and like the scene, yeah. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. I turn and head back to the bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car To smoke another one what? And another one Woo! Now just when the magic starts kicking in Now here we left playing And you know it's time to head in Alright everybody now it's time to grab a new drink Spark it if you got it And then pass it to me yeah. We do what we want And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band We do what we want we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. Last up on the bill for the show tonight. It's down and dirty in five, so we're headed outside. To spark up another joint. Now who's got my light? A stoner E, of course. Shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the US economy. The truth is, is that I don't think logically. Stoner E, take you on a psychedelic odyssey. Now inside motherfuckers is rockin' me And outside shit we smoke a lot of rockin' Rockin' the rollie, all the sexy girl be jockin' me Ain't too drunk to fuck, but I'll probably do a sloppily We do what we want What we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band Dance with the band and enjoy the band We do what we want and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Molly say that he like jamming, and he hope he like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. Yes, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. Well, Bob Molly say that he like jamming, and he hope he like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.